You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. We physicians and other healthcare providers are currently doing a pretty poor job helping our patients address obesity. What can we do to help our patients affect and maintain weight loss? Welcome to the Clinician Roundtable. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host, and that is our topic. I'm very pleased to welcome in Dr. Robert Kushner, Professor of Internal Medicine, Director of the Wellness Institute at Northwestern University Medical School in Chicago, Illinois, and also nationally known and respected authority on weight and health. And we're going to move on now to medications. Uh, where do these fit in? Are they appropriate for us to be prescribing? They absolutely are appropriate for us to be prescribing for patients who are trying to control their body weight. I think in terms of a step care approach to obesity management, that should be familiar to all clinicians, whether you're treating asthma or hypertension or diabetes. And I think we need to use the same medical model when we're treating obesity. I think all too often physicians stay with just diet and exercise, and if the patient's not doing well, they just talk louder, as if the patient is going to hear them if they speak louder. We really need to think in terms of a stepped approach. So the type of patient where you want to think about pharmacologic use of, uh, for weight control is the following. First, we use a BMI criteria, and that's right off of the package insert for these medications, as well as the NIH criteria. And that is, if an individual's body mass index, or BMI, is 30 or more, or the body mass index is 27 or more with a comorbidity in this case, such as diabetes or hypertension or sleep apnea, you should be considering medication therapy. Now, the additional caveats here would include an individual who is unable to control their body weight with diet and physical activity and behavior therapy alone or attain the goals that you and the patient had achieved, Another criteria would be the patient lost weight, but the comorbid conditions are still exist, and further weight loss would be beneficial. A diabetes would be a perfect example there. Another is that an individual understands how the medications work, and we'll talk about that in just a moment, and, and has reasonable expectations of how to use the medications. And lastly, there's no contraindications to using the medications. Should we be thinking about these in general as doc, give me something to jumpstart it and then I'll come off? Or are these also longer-term part of a maintenance plan? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, Dr. Friedman. Patients often will come in asking for something like a jumpstart. And one thing that the literature shows definitively is that these medications work best when they are layered on top of a lifestyle program. If medications are used in isolation, separate from a diet, physical activity, and behavioral therapy, individuals will not be as successful in the total weight loss as well as keeping that weight off. So it needs to be layered in on top of a program where someone is focusing in on their diet and keeping track of their diet, engaged in a physical activity program, using a pedometer, coming in and seeing you. That's really when you want to think about drug therapy. We're not at the point yet where it, you can avoid the hard stuff and just pop a pill and achieve your goal. No, we're, we're not at that point yet. And the other question that you had raised, which I, I didn't address directly, is that we need to think about medication as a, rather than a short-term, you know, few weeks adjunct, we have to think of it as a add-on step two approach to a long-term program. So if someone ever comes to me and says, you know, I heard about that medication, could I have a month just to get me started? That would be the absolute wrong way to use these medications. If you're thinking medication, you're thinking about long-term use, and that is in terms of months, not weeks. 
And then are there specific ones that you have found to be helpful? How do we choose from those that are available? Well, the toolbox is rather small, unfortunately. If we were having a program on diabetes care or hypertension, we could spend hours on all the medications and the classifications. Unfortunately, when it comes to weight management, there's only two general categories that are approved by the FDA, and there's really only three medications that are commonly in use. The one that's commonly in use and the one that is the most prescriptions is fentramine, a medication that's built off of an amphetamine backbone. It was approved in the 1960s. Many individuals would remember it as part of the fenfen, which was fentramine and fenfluramine. Well, half the fen, the fenfluramine, was removed from the market in 1997, and fentramine has remained, and that is the most commonly one used. It reduces hunger. It results uh, in a weight loss of uh, approximately 5 to 10%. The downside to using fentramine is, one, it's an amphetamine backbone, which means people develop tolerance to it, like any amphetamines. You end up having to increase the dose, which is what you don't want to do. It can be addictive because of an amphetamine. And it has the side effects of amphetamines, such as jitteriness or irritability or hyperanxiety early on, sleeplessness increased blood pressure, increased heart rate. In some circles, I see that used in combination with some of the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Is that a practice that you advocate? Well, it's one that I I personally don't advocate, uh, although would support further study. I, for one, uh, learned a lesson in the 1990s when we were combining fenfluramine and fentamine together, which was dubbed fenfen two medications that were never studied together and uh, really had very little uh, input on that and what the outcomes were, extremely powerful and, and, worth, and useful regarding weight loss, but unfortunately, as we all know now, ended up with very serious valvulopathy in many individuals, which ceased the, the use of the combination. But I, for one, have learned my lesson, and that is to be very cautious about combining two medications, particularly one that may be off-label, such as an SSRI with fentramine, and doing your own experimentation with patients. Just be very cautious and monitor your patients carefully if you're going to go that route. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and we're discussing medications that can be useful adjuncts for weight control with Dr. Robert Kushner, director of the Wellness Institute at Northwestern University. We've touched on fentramine, the most commonly used. Are there other medications we should be thinking about to help our patients? There's two other medications, which we would call second-generation obesity medications, which have been studied long-term and are approved by the FDA for not only weight loss but maintenance of weight loss. And these two medications really came about when we had much better placebo double-blinded control trials. And the first one I want to mention is cybutramine, and the trade name is Meridia. Cybutramine is an SNRI. That stands for serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor. And this medication helps individuals feel full sooner, so it enhances satiety. Unlike fentramine, the one we just discussed, it's not built off an amphetamine backbone, so there's no abuse potential uh, at all. All the studies show that when taken in concert with a lifestyle management program, individuals can lose from 8 to 12% of their body weight. We always start at 10 milligrams a day. It comes as a capsule, and if needed, we increase it to 15 milligrams a day. We need to monitor our patients very carefully, though, uh, with this medication because it can increase heart rate and blood pressure. It turns out to be a very small increase, but 
uh, it's, it's a responsibility of you to monitor your patient to make sure they're not an outlier and have an, an extremely uh, elevation uh, in blood pressure, heart rate. And then there are certain contraindications, this medication as well, which include coronary artery disease, uncontrolled blood pressure, arrhythmia, or, or recent stroke. Can you use this with the SSRIs that we use for depression and anxiety? You can. It's a, we, we consider it a relative contraindication. It's not an absolute contraindication. And the reason you need to be a little concerned is in some individuals, although rare, you can end up with something called the serotonin syndrome because cybutramine does block the reuptake of serotonin. If you use an SSRI with it, you really can have a combined blockage of serotonin metabolism. It's exceedingly rare, but you do need to uh, look for that. In my own practice and many of my colleagues, we have combined cybutramine with an SSRI if you have someone who has depression that goes along with the obesity. Are there particular patients that you, when you look at your patterns that you talked about with eating and with exercise, are there particular ones that you think, oh, Meridia might work well for this pattern? That's an excellent question, and and we don't really have the ability to codify that as, as much as we would like to. However, if I have someone who's a hearty portioner, so uh, to remind you that's someone who really can't stop eating, they don't get a full signal, they just blow right past it and the portions are too large, or someone who's thinking about food all the time, a medication like Meridia or Cybutramine can be very helpful because it really gives them a sense of fullness earlier on. And for many of the patients I see, it calms down that incessant thinking about food. So that's Phentermine and Meridia. Take us through the others. There's only one other medication that's approved by the FDA for weight loss and maintenance weight loss, and that is Orlistat. The trade name is Zenical. This medication has recently been in the news. It was just approved by the FDA in February 2007 for the very first over-the-counter medication. It's going to be, the trade name is going to be Ally. It's going to be marketed at half the dose that we would prescribe uh, in a 60 milligrams instead of 120 milligrams. But the important point here is that it is the very first medication for weight management that is going over-the-counter. Everything else that a consumer would pick over-the-counter is a dietary supplement, which means it's not a drug, has never been studied, is not under the same regulations as, uh, as drugs are by the FDA. So that's a very, very important point. Now, Zenical, or, or it's going to be Ally over-the-counter, is a gastric lipase competitive inhibitor. So what that means is that it competitively blocks the absorption of about 30% of the fat from your diet from being absorbed in your body, and you, you pass a fatty stool because it blocks that digestion. The over-the-counter form is going to block about 25% of the fat rather than 30% what we would prescribe. The advantage of this medication is that it's not absorbed in the body. About 99% of this medication passes unabsorbed and in your, in your stool, so it has none of the side effects of these other medications, such as increased heart rate or increased blood pressure or sleeplessness or, or anything like that. However, the side effects are all gastrointestinal, and that is you'd have a fattier stool. If you're not careful, you're going to have fatty, oily uh, droplets, and you have to be very, very careful in, in the amount of fat you consume in your diet in order to tolerate the medication. Very good. Do you have to worry about fat-soluble vitamins with this? Yeah, you do. You do. Uh, for obvious reasons, it does cause malabsorption of fat-soluble vitamins, just like uh, you know, it would uh, malabsorb the fat. So 
So the recommendation is to take one multiple vitamin, generally at bedtime, away from the time that you're taking the Orlistat. And that should be taken on a daily basis to prevent deficiency of vitamin A, D, E, or K. Excellent. And in the minute we have left, any new things on the horizon? Yeah, probably the most exciting one that is right around the corner, we think, is Romanabont. It's awaiting FDA approval. This is a first-in-class medication. It's a cannabinoid receptor blocker. So it blocks the receptor that cannabis or THC works on, which many people know as munchies, I guess. So it blocks that receptor and causing subsequent reduction in appetite and has other metabolic effects as well on uh, glucose and insulin and HDL and triglycerides that are thought to be independent of the weight loss. So that, that medication is awaiting FDA approval and would represent really a brand new therapy for individuals who are overweight. I want to thank you again. Dr. Kushner is the director of the Wellness Institute at Northwestern University in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.